Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Y'all ready for the word? Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we're open and we are ready. Tell them 915, say I'm open and I'm ready. Say it again, I'm open and I'm ready. Say, speak, Lord. Give me direction. Give me correction. Give me instruction. Increase my faith. Don't let me leave the same way. Lift your hands in this building and online and worship the God that's about to increase your faith. That's about to increase your faith. You're going to leave this experience so full of faith. You're going to take some stuff down you've been afraid of. You're going to deal with some stuff that's been punking you. You're going to handle some stuff that's been handling you. Come on, David, open your mouth. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dealt by the armies of the living God? Say, increase my faith in Jesus' name. So let's get to work. We've been in this series all this month called By Faith. Say, By Faith. Faith takes action, so far we've learned, based on belief. Faith is not believing alone. James 2.17 says this, faith by itself, if it does not have works, it is dead. And for many Christians, their faith has stopped at belief. That's all they've done is they've been believing and hoping and wishing. But believing and hoping and wishing, 9.15, is not faith. If your believing and hoping and wishing doesn't make you do something, then that is not faith. The Bible says you believe. Well, the demons even do that. And I need you to know you're greater than a demon. I need you to know 
I need you to know that you're greater than, watch me, than a low-grade Christian that all they do is believe, but they don't do anything with what they believe. I need you to know, watch me, you have been hand-picked and hand-selected by God. I need you to know you're the curse breaker, you're the line crosser, you're the history maker, you're the world changer. And to do that, that means your faith cannot be dead. Your faith has got to come alive. Open your mouth, 915, say, my faith is alive. So watch me. Faith, listen carefully, it is expectant, not entitled. Hear me, uh, walking by faith does not mean you live an entitled life. And let's be honest, we have a culture in America and in the world today where you've got a lot of entitled people. Where they, watch me, where they seem and think that somebody owes them something. I need you to make this declaration and say, nobody owes me anything. Nobody... See, when you operate from an entitled mentality, you're always going to feel like you're being victimized because you see yourself in the seat of something and where someone owes you something. No, faith is not entitled as if God owes you something. Baby, let me be honest. If he doesn't do anything else for you, he's already done more than enough. I need to know in this building and online where are the people that can say God's been very good to me. He's been better to me than I've been to my... He should have let you die, but he did. Should have let you lose everything, but he did. Should have let you commit suicide, but he did. I need those of you that are grateful and thankful to release a five-second praise right there. Four. Four. Come on, you two. Three. Fist bump somebody say he's been good to me. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I am not entitled. I don't sit up thinking God owes me anything, but I gave my money. He don't owe you nothing, but I've served. He doesn't owe you anything, but I've been faithful. He don't owe you anything, but I ain't been sleeping around. He don't owe you anything. That was for your good. It is not that I am entitled, but I am expecting. Come on here. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This means I expect a thing because I'm welcoming a thing by preparing for a thing. Question, what are you welcoming based on what you've prepared for? Don't tell me you're welcoming Christian friends and you're not friendly. That's not what you're welcoming. You welcome them same stank chicken heads you used to being around. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Don't tell me you're expecting a good godly relationship, yet you keep meeting people at the bottom of the sea. Oh, God. That's where the bottom feeders are at. And I need some of y'all to recognize you are not a bottom feeder. You do not just deserve somebody's scraps and leftovers. You deserve the very best. Come on. Say, I expect a thing. Talk 915. Say, I expect a thing because I welcome a thing. By preparing for a thing. See, don't tell me you want to be a millionaire and all you have is one savings account at one bank. You're not preparing for what you asked for. Don't tell me that you're expecting God for a new car and you didn't go look. Don't tell me that you're expecting God to be a better Christian, yet you're not faithful to the things of God. And you don't open your word, you're not on prayer, you're not at church. Watch me. All of the expecting people, wave your hand one time, say, I'm expecting something. I that I'm expecting is I started preparing for it. If you want the degree, start preparing for it. You want the business, start preparing for it. Well, Bishop, I don't know how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. I need you to go to the Secretary of State, though, and go on and get the business filed, get the business account open. You may not have nothing but five dollars to put in there, but if you put five on it, God is going to add something to it. I need you to show God what you're expecting based on what you are preparing for. 
Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means if I don't see it, that means I have to stay in a place of faith because faith is the evidence of something that I do not see, which means I don't see it, which means I have to walk by faith because if I can walk by sight, that means I don't walk by faith. Let me see if I can make it very plain for you. It is without faith, the scripture says, look at Hebrews 11 and 6, it is impossible to please him, which means God says, if all you do is walk by what you see, you never get to walk by faith. And that doesn't please me. You be, and I believe in a God. And if you're not a Christian before this experience is over, you're going to be one. We believe in a God that we've not seen. Watch me. But yet we see the fruit of what we do not see. Watch me. I don't need to read a Bible. I can read my own life to see that God is real. Why? Because I survived what they said I shouldn't have survived. For those of us in the building and online, where you don't need to read about what he did for David, or what he did for uh, Moses, what he did for Paul. Why? I can read my own life and see. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. So God says, I'm going to constantly put you in a place where you can please me. I'm going to constantly put you in a place where you can please me, which means I'm going to put you in a place where you do not see and you're going to have to believe. And you're going to have to act on what you believe even though you do not see. I'm going to keep you in a place where you're going to have to just say, I'm going to try. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to keep you in a place where you can please me, which means you're going to often be in a place where you can't see it, where you can't touch it, where you can't smell it, where you can't feel it. But I got evidence. Somebody say, I have evidence. Look at this. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. That's the belief part. Say, God, I believe you. Come on, I'm 15. Tell him, say, God, I believe you. Now, for some, that's a struggle because you've made God into your image. You think that because you're inconsistent, he's inconsistent. For some of you, that's a struggle because you made God into the image of your father. And if you didn't have a good father, you think that God is going to be sloppy like him. For some of you, you made God into an image of a person who disappointed you. Can I tell you, God has never failed and he's never been in a place where he can disappoint you. Why? Because what he wants for you is greater than what you could ever want for yourself. Old school saints used to say it like this. He's been better to me than I've been to my. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Come on, open your mouth and tell him again. Say, I believe that you are. I believe. I believe that you are. And I taught you that this phrase there means I am, which means I will prove who I am and I will prove what I am. God says, check the proof to get your evidence. When you thought you were going to lose everything, didn't I take care of you? That's your evidence. Didn't I take care of you through the middle of a pandemic? That's your evidence. Didn't I keep you from losing your mind? That's your... Would you look at somebody next to you and say, you've got plenty of evidence. You... Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 6. Who who comes to God must believe that he is. And the and is the problem where most of us have trouble. Because the and says, and that he is a rewarder. And I've taught you so far in this series that rewarder, there has three meanings in the Greek language of our New Testament. Number one, it means a rewarder. What do you get a reward for? For accomplishing something. You don't get a reward for showing up. You get a reward for lasting. And I'm so glad you sit next to somebody. I'm so glad you chatting with somebody where they've lasted. It 
maybe wasn't pretty the whole time, but they lasted. They were like the Energizer Bunny. They kept going and going and going. And where are the honest people out there can say, and I got knocked down for a little bit, but I got... All the survivors in the room, would you shout one time right there? I... I got knocked down, but I got back up. Yesterday I took an L, but I got back up. You get a reward for completing a thing. You don't get a reward for intending to complete a thing. I pray that you have the spirit of a finisher. I pray that you have a spirit of a finisher where you are not one that starts and doesn't complete. I pray that whatever you have unfinished in 2022, that you would complete all outstanding tasks by December 31, 2022. I need you to lift your hands, open your mouth, say, I will finish everything that I've started by the end of this year. You ready? He is a rewarder and a remunerator. What does remuneration mean? This means that God pays you for what you go through. This means that God compensates you. I'm so glad people didn't because that means God is left with the bill. And when God gets the bill, God makes sure that he's going to take care of you. Watch me. For every person that feels like, well, somebody took advantage of me. They didn't pay me like they're supposed to. Uh Uh-uh. What God did was set you up so that he could pay you. And when he compensates you, it's going to be far greater. Matter of fact, what if everything you never got a check for was seed that was going into your future to prepare a harvest for you? I need you to free some people up. Stop being mad. So so didn't pay me. That's all right. God got me. Would you fist bump two or three people say, God got you? Uh Uh-uh. Don't talk to them no more. Why? Because once you told them that, they should have put a praise behind it. Find you another person, fist bump them, and say, God got you. Put a praise. They didn't do you right. God got you. They didn't pay you like they're supposed to. God got you. He's a rewarder. He's a remunerator. And thirdly, he pays recompense. What is recompense? Recompense, the scripture says, is what you get for suffering and loss. In legal terms, they'd say for pain and suffering. Uh, If what you did to someone had a criminal motive or intent behind it, that's called punitive damages. And in many courts, you can get what are called treble damages, which are three times what the actual damages were because I get more because you made me deal with this. For those of you where you've had to deal with more, that's because God says, I'm going to make sure you're compensated for more. You didn't go through that hell for nothing. God says, I've I've been keeping tabs and I'm going to pay you for what you went through and I'm about to put a little something something on top of that. You better hear me, Harvest, in these last three months of 2022, you're about to get your something something on top of that. He's a rewarder. He's a remunerator and he pays recompense. Say rewarder remunerator and pays recompense don't just try to get through the valley be like this valley is about to pay me don't just get through the bad relationship this is about to pay me don't just get through the betrayal nah man you did me dirty you about to pay me got the check I I tell all my church rig it up listen rewarder remunerator Pays recompense. Fist bump somebody say, Rake it up. You got so much for all of what you had to deal with, and I just don't want to be around her no more. No, no, God says, Because you dealt with her stinking, nasty attitude for all that time, I got some recompense for you. The Bible says, I got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Because watch me, many Christians.
All you try to do is survive. I just want to get out of it. And God's like, that's not my Bible. If you don't believe, I'm going to pay you for that. And if you don't believe, I'm going to give you a little something, something on top of that. Because of what you went through, that's not faith. It's not faith to just survive. It's faith to say, I'm glad I went through it. We're about to have a praise break. It's faith to say, I'm glad they walked out on me. It's faith to say, I'm glad that little relationship didn't work. It's faith to say, I'm glad. Why? Because he's a rewarder, he's a remunerator, and he pays recompense. Somebody say, I'm glad about it. Okay, without faith, it's impossible to please him. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, a remunerator, and he pays recompense. Who does he do this for? Of those that diligently seek him. Here it is, because this is the hardest part of faith right here. Say, this is the hard part. Diligently seek him means this, to be persistent. Shut up. Not literally. Watch me. It's difficult to be persistent when you're faced with perpetual problems. It's difficult to be consistent when you are faithful with continual challenges. It's difficult to be, let's use a church word, steadfast when you're constantly dealing with situations that make you salty. Hmm? Say persistent. So God says, I only do this for this group of people. So it's good to believe that I am. It's good to believe I'm a waterer. Rewarder, excuse me. I pay recompense and I'm a remunerator. He says, but I only do this for this class of person. Those that are persistent. Say persistent faith. Come on, 915. Say that with authority like that's what you walk in. Say persistent faith. Now watch me. Diligent means persistent. What does that mean? It means to search. God says, I only do this for those that search. Let's be honest. It's difficult to search when you're sad. Let me be honest. That sometimes, watch me, it's difficult to search for good news when, watch me, when you're used to bad news. And can I be honest? Somebody, watch me, you've become addicted to bad news, so good news seems wrong to you. Anytime somebody gives you some good news, you well, that seemed too good to be true. You mean to tell me you've been through everything you've been through and all you want is what's good to be true? What if it's too good to be true because God says, I want to do something that blows your mind? You thought you needed 45 people to help you. I'll give you one person to help you that'll be the equivalent of that 45 people. Y'all ready? Come on, say, I'm searching. Talk like an army. Say, I'm searching. Then it means to investigate. God says, I only do this for investigators. Now, some of you, you're investigators, but you investigate in other people's lives. Pay attention. I need you to stop social media stalking people. And I need you to get about show business. I need you to stop being all up in everybody else's posts. And I need you to go make a life that's worthy of you posting. You want somebody next to you and say, build a crazy faith life. Come on. Say, build a persistent faith life. I... I need your life to be so good that when people look at your post, they say, who is your God? Because I got to know him for my... It means to search. It means to investigate. Number three, it means to crave. This is what it means to be diligent. It means to be persistent, which means to search, to investigate, to crave. Question, what do you crave? I, listen, so this has been my birthday weekend, and I don't just have a birthday. I have a, I have a birthday season. 
So it started on October the 18th. Oh, but it continues. I, so, 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 all, you know, all, uh, all my colleagues and pastors and friends and all that, they want to take me to eat. So yesterday, normally I break my calorie um, restrictions on Wednesdays and Sundays. Those are church days, you understand? And so, but all these things were lining up on Saturday. And so I started with a big old meal yesterday. And I was like, I, don't say, come on, listen. I ate so much food. Look, I don't even like naps. He said, what you finna do? I said, I'm finna go home and take a nap. I laid down, I took a nap, I woke up to then go to another celebration. And then he said, so Bishop, what you want to eat? I said, can we just do water sandwiches? I mean, so I said, if I'm finna eat, I'm finna eat. So I ate so much food yesterday and I'm not accustomed to eating. Paul, I'm not accustomed to eating that much food. I ate so much food yesterday. Then when I got home, I had the nerve. Now, I didn't eat, but I still craved. Some more. You, you, you're missing the point. The more I had, the more I craved. See, for some of you, God gives you a little bit and says, now, I need you to get a craving for this. I, I need you to crave victory. I need you to crave that freedom. I need you to crave being closer to God. I need you to crave seeing your family saved. I gave you a little bit to wet your palate, but I need you to go after and get some more. Open your mouth, 915, say, I crave more. Then it means to demand. What do you demand in life? You, what, what are you demanding life to produce for you? Two type of people in the room, two type of people online. Let me see which one you are. There are those that lets life happen to them. But this is what they said. Well, this is what they doing. Well, you know I'm this. Well, you know I'm that. Well, you know I'm into that. Then there are those of us that are diligent. Those that are persistent. And those that say, I put a demand on everything that's available for me. I don't know about your praise. For those of you that put a demand on life, I'm going to give you an opportunity to put a praise in the atmosphere right there. Rest of y'all that aren't demanders, be quiet. Come on, somebody say, I demand more. Um, you get what you demand. It's interesting, if you look in America, you saw the issue in the state of Georgia um, where there was a young man that was tracked down. There's a young man that was murdered, Ahmad Aubrey. And what's interesting is you may look at that case and you may say, look, the justice system worked in that case. And perhaps you don't know the details of that case. Um, the prosecutors weren't going to charge him for anything. The men that hunted him down and the men that then executed him on a street. They weren't going to do anything. In fact, it was only because, watch me, his mother put a demand. I don't like your silence. It's only because his mother put a demand and said, I'm not stopping until you hold these people accountable. So that case happened not because of the justice system, but in spite of the justice system. And for some of y'all, God says, why did you give up after two weeks? I need you to put a demand. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, put a demand on it. Until you get what you prayed for. Say, put a demand on it. Until you see what you've sown for. You have to put a demand on it. What's the next definition? It means to worship. Why do I have you take these worship breaks while I'm preaching? Because I'm teaching you the power of persistence. Why? Because if you are persistent, it shows up in your worship. This means I worship when I feel good. I worship 
when I don't. I'll worship when I want to. I'll worship when I don't want to. I'll worship when I'm sad. I'll worship when I'm glad. I'll worship in the valley. I'll worship on the mountain. Now you may say, Bishop, it don't take all of that. Well, you're not the persistent type, evidently. Because those of us that are persistent say, God, I want to snap, crackle, and pop right now. But instead, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to worship you because you are my provider. You are my father. You are my child of the God that provides for me. While you're waiting on healing to manifest in your body, God says, are you going to worship or are you going to keep reading the doctor's report? While you're waiting on your life to change, you're going to worship or you're going to keep looking at the negative thing? While you're waiting on people to do right, are you going to worship or believe God so he can send some new folk that will do right without having to be? Then the next two definitions of diligent or persistent, it means to inquire and require. To inquire means to make an inquiry. This is what we do when we pray. The word pray means to ask. But then God says, I don't need you to just inquire. I need you to require what you inquired about. This is why for many Christians, they'll say faith doesn't work. It's not that it didn't work. You only made an inquiry. You never required what you inquired about. Bishop, how do I do that practically? It means I am like the person uh, in Luke 18 where the Bible says this, this widow, she was persistent. And every single day, she went to the judge and said, give me justice. Monday, she said. Tuesday, she said. Wednesday, she said. Thursday, she said. Friday, she said. Saturday, she said. Sunday, she said. The Bible doesn't say how long it took. It just said that she did it so much, she wore down the judge. And for some of you, God says, I want you to be in my face about this so much that you wear me down to where I give you what you asked. Oh, my God. Look at somebody next to you and say, require what you inquire. Some of you, you get one no. You get one no, and then, but I ain't going to say nothing else. I'm not desperate. No, no, no. So you don't understand. There's a difference between desperation and persistence. See, I may not be desperate, but I am persistent, which means I'm going to keep going after it until I get that thing to manifest for me. And I hope you ain't sitting in the section of people that aren't persistent. I hope they're not streaming with people that aren't persistent. I need you to check the people around you right now and just say, I'm persistent. I'm persistent. And if they don't say nothing, go on and sit somewhere else because you don't need to be around people that are going to drag you down and pull you down. You need to be around some other persistent people. Why? You about to get a breakthrough? I'm about You about to get answers? I'm about to get answers. You about to see God move? I'm about to see God move. Say, I require what I inquire about. There are things that, I, that I've had on my targeted prayer list, and there are things that I had on there for a prolonged period of time. There are certain things that manifested quickly. There are certain things that I had to go after over and over and over and over and over and over again, and then I got it. You, you missed it. Because I required what I inquired about. I said, I'm not done asking for this just because I didn't get it yet. I'm not done demanding this just because I didn't get it yet. Come on, open your mouth. Please say, I will persist. Then finally, of course, it means to seek. So pay attention. He says, now, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, remunerator, and pays recompense. Watch me. Of those who diligently or persistently seek him. Say, that's me. 
Now check this out. Um, all of us have the measure of faith necessary to be persistent. Romans 12 and 3 says this, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And I've showed you over and over again with that measure of faith, it is literally a mustard seed. Say mustard seed. Now, Matthew 17, 20 says this. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, I've taught you, this means it's something small in scope but big in hope. It means I'm taking an action based on what I believe, and the action's small. All you did was make a phone call. All you did was send an email. All you did was cook a ply. All you did was ask them to do it for you, even though they said the deadline had passed. For everybody else it did. But for those that persist, I still qualify. Please talk to me. Say small in scope, big in hope. 915, talk like an army. Say small in scope, big in hope. He said, you will say. So pay attention. Here's how persistent faith works. Faith talks in present tense. Faith isn't speaking what's about to happen, what's getting ready to happen. Faith speaks as if it's already happened. Let's practice. Let's practice. Everybody in the building, speak this over your life. Speak this over your life. Everybody online, speak this over your life. Say, by faith, I am debt free. I'm not getting ready to be. I am. Because he who comes to God must believe that he is. I am. Faith says this. I'm not. I'm getting ready to be happy. Mm-mm. Faith says I'm happy. I'm getting ready to have joy. Mm-mm. Faith says I have joy. I'm getting ready to have a great home life. No, faith says I have an amazing home life. Say present tense. Look at what Jesus said. You will say to this mountain. He didn't make it past tense. He made it a perpetual present tense, which means persistent faith is perpetually present, which means I'm always speaking something in the present. And I call things that be not as though they were, which means I'm not lying. I'm prophesying. He says, you will say to this mountain, and mountain here is a metaphor for a difficult problem, circumstance, or issue. So Jesus said, faith is going to be in the perpetual present tense, and it is going to speak to a mountain. What does the mountain represent? A difficult problem or circumstance. So faith speaks to trouble. Why? Because trouble is speaking to you. So faith says, if it's going to be a battle of who's going to overtalk who, I'm going to... See, watch me. Some of y'all, you're too nice to the... Watch me, to the enemy. You're too nice to your circumstances. You need to look at some of your situations and get a little aggressive. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, get aggressive, please. Get... And don't start fighting with people in an aggressive way. No, I'm going to speak to this trouble in an aggressive way. He says, say to the mountain, the mountain is an inanimate object, which means I'll speak to my problem because everything has an ear to hear. Your body can hear you. That's why you got to speak that you're healthy and you're whole. Your money can hear you. That's why you got to say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Ah, come on, open your mouth, please. Say, I'll speak to it. He says, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. In other words, what are you doing? Faith talks with specificity. Some of you are too vague, so you get vague results. Specificity. I need you to move from here to here. I need you to go from over here to over there. That's like somebody giving you directions to somewhere, and they just said, just drive downtown. But there's lots of ways I can get downtown. I can take 225 uh, um, uh, uh, to 25 and get downtown. I can take 70 to get downtown. I can take Washington Street all the way down to get downtown. I can take Spear Boulevard all the way downtown to get downtown. In Atlanta, good luck trying to get downtown. You need to fast and pray. 
I'm just playing. <laughs> you, you can take 285 to downtown. You can take 20, goes right through from downtown. You can take 85, 75, 45. You can take that downtown. You ready? Look at me. God says, if you're not specific, don't be mad when nothing responds. Mountain move. Watch me. So then the mountain moves. You got what you asked. Some of y'all mad at God and God is like, you've never been specific. Well, he know what I need. Watch me. That's why that's all you have is needs met. You're supposed to live in a place called overflow and abundance. I wish I had some persistent faith people in the building. Shout, I'll persist. He says, move from here to there. Now, watch me. And it will move. So faith expects results. Faith expects. So how do I know I expect results? Because I checked on what I said. I go look at what I said. Okay, so if you, if you, let's use healing, for example, physical healing. You speak it in the present. You, you're specific about what needs to be healed, right? You're specific from the top of your head. If you don't know specifically what needs to be healed, here's your confession. I'm 100% healthy. I'm 100% healed. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. So I'm not just speaking that. I'm going to go back to the doctor, and he's going to check because I'm expecting results. I, if you're saying God, so-and-so need to do me right, they need to pay me my money. You don't just, praise him, you don't just speak it. You go check them automatic deposits. You go check them Zells and them Venmos. And you check it, why? I'm expecting. Y'all need to be a good class today. Come on, 950. Watch me. If you are expecting your kids to get their act together. You don't just pray for it, speak it, and say, well, I, I don't want to see it. No, I'm going to go check. I'll make one phone call, phone call to see if they sound like they got it together. And if they sound a little off, uh-uh, Father, in Jesus' name. Get... Somebody say, I expect results. Well, you cannot say you expect it and you never checked it. And what does the Bible say? And nothing will be impossible for you. Say, that's where I'm living. I can't tell. Say, that's where I'm living. Say it like everything's about to shift in your life. Say, that's where I'm living. Say it like you're about to see the biggest fruit you've ever experienced in your whole life. Say, that's where I'm living. Say it like your name's being brought up. Say, that's where I'm living. Say it like favor's about to find you and opportunity's about to open for you. Say, that's where I'm living. Nothing will be impossible for you. Let me translate this verse for you. Let me make it layman's terms. Over time, you will see results that seemed impossible when you started, but manifested because you persisted. Y'all better come on here. Don't try to write that down. Snap a screenshot of that. Some of y'all, over time, I got to go. Listen, come on, say, over time, I will see results that seemed impossible when I started but manifested because I persisted some of you have debtors you got issues and they say well no we ain't gonna do that Mm-mm. I'm gonna send the same letter again I'm gonna send the same letter again I'm gonna send the same letter again I'm gonna talk to somebody in authority I'm gonna talk to somebody in power but well, that's what we can do for you you don't own the company so you don't get to tell me what you can and cannot do 
Well, I mean, I shouldn't even be dealing with no Indian in the first place. I need to be dealing with a chief. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Nothing against Indians or chiefs. Pay attention to me. Watch me. Watch me. Say, over time, I will see results that seemed impossible when I started, but manifested because I persisted. I came to tell somebody it's results time. At 11.15, y'all get me a manila envelope so I can open it like it's the Maury Povich show. It's results time. And you are the winner. And you are the one that gets the breakthrough. And you are the one that sees jubilee. And somebody say, it's me. Second thing, faith is persistent, not passive. A lot of Christians say they're walking by faith. I'm trusting God. I'm just in faith. But are you persistent or are you being passive hear me you have to be careful especially if you live in a city where passive is the personality type that you don't adopt that personality type and expect to get supernatural results from natural personality types what does the bible say faith is like mustard seeds say like mustard seeds okay so pay attention so so i've shown you these seeds i've had these seeds Probably for years. Now, I know it's been years. I probably had these seeds. Jesus was on the planet when, I, when we got these. <laughs> Watch me. These little seeds. Say little seeds. Little now, faith is like mustard seeds. Now, what are they? Pay attention. I'm going to show you. They are one millimeter in diameter. Say one millimeter. Okay, small. But mustard seeds, look at the screen. They don't look like what they grow to. You'll see in the bottom part of the picture, that's two mustard seeds or a few mustard seeds on a person's finger. But watch me. One millimeter. Say one millimeter. It grows to a tree that the smallest of those trees is 20 feet by 20 feet. I don't think y'all are listening to what I'm saying. It started small, but it grew into something that was 20 feet by 20 feet. How do I go from this small to something that big? Can I tell you? Because you did not despise small beginnings and you persisted. Somebody say something big is coming my way. Say something big is coming my way. I got the results and the results say you're about to do something I need the persistent faith people to release a praise, right? Results, 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 look at this, look at this, it says this, Mark 4, 26, then he said, then he said, the kingdom of God is if a man should scatter seed on the ground kingdom here God's MO how God does what he does so God says this is how I work you're gonna have to release some seed on the ground he says this is how I work God says faith means you're gonna have to release something see how quiet it got faith means I'm gonna have to give something up I'm gonna have to give up the lesser to get the greater he says, and the kingdom of God is as if a man, watch me, scattered some seeds on the ground. Verse 27, watch what it says. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. Pay attention. I release my seed, so watch me, I'm still sleeping and rising. In other words, watch me, I'm not worrying. 
Why? I've released my seed. Why are you not worried about how it's going to turn out? I've released what I've needed to release. And whenever I release something, I can expect to see increase. Say, when I release something, I expect to see something. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. Look at this next part. He does not know how. Y'all are not paying attention. Okay, look at me. Pay attention. You ready? You want to know how. And because you don't know how, you won't release. And this is not just money. Watch me. You ain't released what your daddy did to you. You haven't released what your mama did to you. You haven't released your need to control everything. So the reason you have what you have is because you have to be in control of everything. And so God says, well, I can only give you what you can control, and that's not much. Y'all ready? I said, are you ready? Say, Lord, I release the how to you. Uh Uh-uh, I need you to worship right there. Say, I release the how to you. I... I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's on you, not on me. I don't know how it's going to work out, but that's on you, that's not on me. I don't know how I'm going to get the call, but that's on you, that's not on me. Come on, tell them. Put that off of you. Take that off of yourself. Say, God, that's on you. It's not on me. Some of you, you keep the how on you. And so you, I got to figure this out. Mm -mm. You release, and then the how is on God. It's quiet in the building. Ask me, verse 28. The earth produces, I can shout right here and be done, by itself. Okay. 9.15. Some things, look at me. Once I take my step of faith, there's some things that are going to be set off in motion. This is why the enemy's got you scared to take the first step. Mm, Why? Because he knows if you take one step, some other things are about to set in motion. I need you to fist bump two or three people about to say, Buster, move. One step is going to set several things in motion. The earth is about to produce by itself. The earth is about to produce by itself. The earth is about to produce by itself. Come on, pray this. Say, I command the earth to yield what belongs to me right now. This is your Bible. Watch me. It says, look at me. The earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. In other words, God says, if you will do what you're supposed to do, I got... Your name's going to come up in rooms you ain't walked in before. Okay. (laughs) If you will do what I'm telling you to do, I will send, yeah, they say property values are decreasing, but I'll send you a buyer that's going to pay more. If you don't shout, come on. Ooh, some of y'all. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, the earth is about to yield what belongs to me. Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) God, that's good to me. He says, first the ear, then the full grain in the ear, which means faith produces in stages. And some of y'all say it's not working. No, that's not the final stage. This is not, the house ain't built yet. All you got is a frame. 
You know, my God, this ain't it. God is like, this is a frame. What are you crying for? This isn't the full thing anyhow. Well, God, this ain't it. This is a tent. Keep the tent good and I'll give you something permanent. I evidently, I got to preach my own self happy at this 915. That's fine. I learned how to go by myself. I know how to walk by faith. I just need to check the building. Are there any other persistent faith people in the... Say, I'll persist. Verse 29. But when the grain is ripe at once, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. The harvest has come fall feast the harvest has come the harvest has come okay let's try it again the harvest okay no you'll catch it in just a second you're catching it just a second. You're catching it just a second. In other words, he says, there's a season when it's going to produce for you. Okay, I'll just make it simple because I got to move on. Say, and I'm in that season. At once your phone is about to ring. At once you're about to get an email. At once you shout at once. Now some of y'all ain't saying nothing. So I won't be shocked if you don't get it. <laughs> Miss, man, I, don't, I don't make noise like that. You a lie. I saw you at the Bronco game. You make noise. <laughs> if you can be excited about a team that can't win, why won't you be excited about a God that always wins? I'm going to give you one more opportunity, 915, and we're going to move on. I need you to put a praise in the atmosphere for what's about to manifest for you on three. Go. One, two, three. Go. Don't let your neighbor not praise and shut down your praise. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Go. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Somebody say, I will persist. Grab a seat. We got to go. Grab a seat. We got to go. We got to go. You ready? <laughs> so, watch me. Mustard seed is small. Here's the second thing about a mustard seed. It's, it has to be placed in a cold environment, which means isolation. Look at John 12, 24. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Here's what God says. I will, once you take a step of faith, here's what happens next. Isolation. Here's what happens next. I'm by myself. Here's what happens next. I don't know what's going on. For every person where you've been feeling some type of way, look at me. That's part of the process. Can you persist when it feels cold? Can I be honest with you? I'm not a fan of the cold. I don't even like coats. I don't like wearing coats. There's too many layers. No, it just makes me hot. Then you got to get in the car and fix your seatbelt and all that. Then you're just hot. And then you, when you get out the car, then you got to turn the air on. It's too much going on. I'm not even, I'm not even a fan of coats. This is me personally. I'm not even a fan of coats. Everybody pay attention. Bible says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Look at me. Here's how you know you're walking by faith. Is that what you're believing for feels like it died. If it don't feel like it's dead, watch me, then that ain't faith. Faith says, this thing looks dead. 
I don't know how this thing is going to happen. But I'm glad I watch me. We have a God that specializes in resurrections. Your business looks dead. Your marriage looks dead. Your everything looks dead. Watch me. He says, if it doesn't die, it's going to stay what it is. But if it dies, it's going to produce many seeds. For every time you felt isolated, for every time you felt like your vision died, every time you felt like your plan died, every time you felt like what you were praying for died, every time you said, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. Can I tell you? Watch me. I need you to persist. Touch somebody on the shoulder. Say, I pray you persist. All right, that's a good answer. That's a good because we got to go. Uh, then it has to be placed in a dark environment. This means uncertain. Look at Hebrews 11 and 8. It's the hardest part of faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place where he would receive an inheritance. In other words, he was about to get something that God had promised him. What does that mean? Because a lot of church people use that language, God's promises. It just means anything I find in the word that he said he'd do for me, that's a promise. And anything in the Bible where God says, I will, that's a promise. Anything where God says, if you do this, I'll do this, that's a promise. Abraham was going to get his promise. Look at the last part of the verse. And he went out. Pay attention. He did it. But look what the Bible says. But he didn't know where he was going. He did it and he didn't know how it was going to turn out. He did it and he was like, this does not even make any sense for me to do. He did it not knowing who was going to show up. He did it not knowing who was going to support. He did it not knowing who was going to be there. He did it. And I need some of y'all. Come on, please. Make sure you sit next to a faith person. Touch them on the shoulder. Say, do it anyhow. Well, how's it going to work? That ain't on me. That's on God. Well, what's going to happen? That's not on me. That's on God. Uncertainty. Look at me. Then it has to be placed in a moist environment. Moist soil. What does this represent? Conflicting emotions. So once I take a step of faith, represented by this message seed, based on what I believe, which I believe that he is, and I am diligently, persistently seeking him. Pay attention. Now I have to deal with me. Because what I see and what I say won't match. What I pray for and what's in my peripheral won't match. Ah, come on. Hebrews 11 and 33. Now watch this. It says, who through faith? Now it's giving you this rundown of people in, in the Hall of Fame of Faith. What did they do? Conquered kingdoms. Imagine how they felt while they're conquering something. While they're fighting and watching some of their comrades go down. But you making it. Look at me. Listen to me real good at 915. I don't care who around you falls. You won't. All right. Preach your own self happy, Bishop. Yes, sir. I'll do it. I say, I don't care who else go down. Somebody say, but I won't. Who conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises. Let's go here. Stop the mouths of lions. Do you understand what this means? This means a lion is roaring and you, I don't, imagine the emotional, some of y'all get scared watching lions on TV. Imagine YouTube, imagine in the app, if literally you got to, because if you don't shut the, mind, the lion's mouth up, the lion is going to consume you. So by faith, you have to literally go engage something. Watch me. That's a beast. Let me see if I can make it another way. You got to engage something that looks scarier than you, looks bigger than you, looks more powerful than you. Yet by faith, you're going to shut it down. 
All right, for every person in the building and online, when you're dealing with something that looks bigger than you or feels bigger than you, can I get you to put a praise in the atmosphere? Why? Because by faith, you're about to shut it down. All right, let's go further. Let's go further. He says, stop the mountains of lions. Then look at the next part. Quench the power of fire. Who are we talking about? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. With the lions, who are we talking about? Daniel. See, you knew them based on the results they got. And for some of y'all, you want a name, but you have no results. But you're about to go get you some. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, big results are loading for me. Say, big results are loading for me. Oh, the test results just came in. Big results. Let's go to the next part. They quench the power of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Now, just think about the emotional impact, though. You want to talk about your trauma and your triggers because somebody yelled at you. Imagine the trauma of being on the run for your life and somebody is literally trying to take you out. We're made strong because of weakness. Look at me. Became mighty in war. In, in other words, they didn't start mighty. They became mighty. First time they tried to pick that sword up, that joker was heavy. First time they tried to get some victory, that was difficult. But then all of a sudden, they became something. And what they used to have to drag, now all of a sudden, they picked that thing up. 915, we got to go, but I need you to make sure you got the persistent type of faith that's necessary to get some victory. Come on, say, I will persist. This is the next part. This is the next part. It says, it says um, put foreign armies to flight. Verse 35. Women received back their dead by resurrection. <laughs> Imagine her emotions. Who's that talking about? It's talking about when the prophet goes to the home of one of the women and the child that he saves, then dies. And when that child dies, imagine her emotions. Lord, why would you make this look like it's better to then only let it get raggedy? Lord, why would it look like everything was turning to only have everything turn on me? Is there anybody where you can be honest that over the last nine to ten months, your emotions have done some crazy things? That's not weak to admit that. That's just called being wise to admit that because you can never confront and you'll never heal when you're not real. Look at me. He says, by faith, they received their dead kids back to life. Imagine the emotional turmoil where you got this, I'm, I'm believing God while you're looking at a corpse. And watch me, the same God. I have to go. But the same God that did it back then, 9.15, open your mouth, say, same God. We'll do it again. Look at this next part. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release. Imagine the emotional turmoil of saying, I could stop, but I won't stop. Why? Because I'm in pursuit of a better life. Ready? Here's persistent faith. 
Let me sum it up for you. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. In this building and at home. Person next to you is not standing. Elbow them in the wrist. In the wrist. <laughs> the ribs. <laughs> you ready? Faith involves risk. Risk is the potential of losing something of value. If you're not taking risks, you're not walking by faith. If you're not taking risks, you're not walking by faith. And I pray, everybody lift your hands in this building and online, that you would persist even in the midst of your risk. I got to give up lesser to get greater. I got to give up what I can see for what I, what I don't see. Woo! Come on now, 15. I got to give up what I'm certain about. For what I am not certain about, oh, but I will persist. But I will persist. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that you have a persist in you. That you have a diligence in you. That you have a persist in you. That you have a diligence in you. And that your faith will not fail you. Your faith will not fail you. The results are in. The results are in. In Jesus' name. It's about eyes closed in this building. End online. We got to go. If you're not a Christian, today's your day to give your life to the Lord. Because nothing that I just minister applies to you if you're not a Christian. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him. Today is your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Hear me, you're in a safe place. No guilt, no judgment, no condemnation, no shame. God loves you and he loves you unconditionally. Well, Bishop, I got stuff I'm trying to still get right in my life. You don't get your life right to come to God. You come to God, God will take you through the process of getting your life right. Never let religion or religious people tell you you too messed up for God. Bible says he didn't come for those that were whole. He came for those that needed physician. And who needs one? We all do. I don't care if you went to school with Jesus. I promise you, you need a physician. In this building, end online with your it's about eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On um, three, in the building, you're going to slip your hand up online. You can do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. The Lord's going to rejoice. Bible says there's, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Which means it's not just the angels that rejoice, it's God's that rejoices at the presence of the angels when just one comes back to the Lord. If you are in this building, your hand's going to go up on three. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji or type these two words. It's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, don't miss your moment. Three, if that's you, respond wherever you're at in this building. Raise your hand in the building. Nothing but love. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. I got digital ambassadors on every platform waiting to receive you. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, wherever you are at, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life 
like giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.